listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. No. I tried to match your enthusiasm. Thank you. Um, It is very exciting to be Jen and not Jen. And we are your resident best friends here to help you along your relationship journey. Think of us as your very own fun fairies bringing joy to the process, even though we know sometimes it sucks, and sprinkling love dust all over the place because it takes a village to date and we are your community. And you can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend while you're listening, share, tweet. Instagram, send a link. It's helpful because it shows that we have a loyal and growing audience. And then we're allowed, you know, to bring you fabulous offers. You guys want presents and things other than our wonderful gems of knowledge every week. It keeps the lights on here for us at It's Complicated in our village that we're running. So just contribute to it. Today, we have an actress, filmmaker, and recording artist, Tamala D'Amico, did I say that right? I think so. I mean, that's how I would say Damico. it. Damico. Yeah. So she's obviously Irish. She t- sounds very Irish to me. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Yeah. She's most likely Italian. Yes. Um, but she's here to discuss how to notice a narcissist when you see one, which red flags to look for, and how to get out of a bad relationship now. I mean, these are all things that we all need to know. I'm sure you've all encountered a narcissist. Maybe you are one and you don't know it. And now you're going to listen to the show and be like, oh, my God. How do I break up with myself? We're here to help. Tamala is a triple threat, you guys, as well as a social influencer who started her own production company, La Strega Entertainment, that also sounds Italian, to create vehicles for many facets of her career in addition to making others' dreams come true. Which is so nice. That's like being a part of someone's village and giving back. It is. Like we asked you to do. Yes. It all comes back to us. So... For those who know her as a music recording artist, she launched into the jazz scene having recorded her debut album, Got a Little Story, executive produced by actor-producer Peter Krauss. And you know him from Parenthood, Six Feet Under, 9-11, produced by six-time Grammy Award winner Jimmy Hoyson and arranged by multi-Grammy nominee Chris Walden at Capitol Records. So a bunch of people that are super, super talented. Yeah. She was also named Clear Channel's Best New Jazz Vocalist and then relaunched and also the relaunch from MySpace's Rising Star. Um, you guys, she recently also recurred on the hit Disney Channel show Best Friends Whenever. She can be seen in feature films like Walt Disney, Walt Before Mickey, uh, with Thomas Ian Nichols and John Heater, and can be heard singing the Bond-esque theme song Love and the Gun in both English and Italian or Irish. Just <laughs> kidding. In the feature film Rob the Mob, both now streaming on Netflix. So there's a couple fun ones for you there, you guys. She can also be seen in the award-winning series Englishman in L.A. on Amazon Video, where she was awarded Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Web Series by LA Webfest. And something near and dear to Tamala is... The Indian drama One Little Finger released in August of 2019, which she starred in, and uh, promotes the theme ability and disability for having employed over 80 disabled actors, which is awesome. That is awesome. I didn't even like think that that was something that wasn't happening I know. for it to be a thing that is happening. I know. Glad that it is, though. So she initially gained recognition, though, as one of the top 
24 finalists on the Fox reality show On the Lot, produced by Steven Spielberg and Mark Burnett. She got the producer's attention with her heartwarming entry film, Volare, my favorite song, mm-hmm. based on her father's life story, which led to a first look deal with DreamWorks. Wow. No small feat. Wow. Tamala is also no stranger to our favorite sex education. Uh, she produced and directed the hit web series, television series, Sex Ed, the series, which received a ton of TV press and has over 150 million views on YouTube. So uh, a lot of people have seen it. The show received nominations for both a Streamy Award and a Webby Award. And a TV guy listed it in the top 10 of notable television shows worth watching. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. It makes and me feel like I need to add some things to my to-do list. I mean, you know what it actually sounds like? Something that's very complicated to manage. Yeah. <laughs> Busy workload. However, she seems to do it in strides. Yes. Um, so... Speaking of busy, I had a very busy but lovely weekend. I went to Paso Robles with some friends for Valentine's Day slash President's Day. We'll just call it that. Yeah. Um, And it was really nice. And I know we talked about it last week about how I was going on a trip with a bunch of couples and that might be weird. And it was at times, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's unavoidable. Right. Because like people paired off because they're just so used to doing things with each other. Like, for instance, a hike or a workout or whatever may be the case and or they'd go to sleep at the same time you know so certain things where people paired off were natural but otherwise we all hung out as a group and it was really nice and then there were some things that I would see about like certain couples that I would obviously want to emulate because it was a really nice quality and then other things that I was just like Ooh, yikes. That's not going to work for me. Not going to work for me. Great examples of what to do and what not to do. Exactly. And I think, you know, not to highlight any specifics, but we'll cover them when we go into red flags and narcissism in a bit. Some of those things I think were visible. Uh Uh-huh. And I spotted them very easily this weekend. Um, And you know what? Great, because it's not for me to date or marry. So I'm okay there because I will have my own relationship. But I was a bit worried for some people. But But it's a good way to like take a view into things like that. Absolutely. Though, great. And then I came back and I swiped like crazy because I was like, you know what? I'm inspired and I'm now in one place for a bit. So I'm going to swipe and get some dates on the book. Great. Love the inspiration. I was so happy about the long weekend. Praise be the Lord for the long weekend. Um, The house that we bought is James and I is being renovated. And it's like happening really fast um, because he is a contractor so it's like ripping this wall and I mean I just am like oh my god this is a lot um but it it's nice to have a partner that you trust and that could be in anything whether it's renovating a house or just with your heart or whatever I feel like um safe because I'm just like yeah I think this wall should be knocked down he agrees and then we sort and we oh also we agree on a lot of things which is good um there's not like he and I are much different people, but renovating this house like it's it's fun and it hasn't been causing any stress. Like I'm sure there will be moments, but like it it's been fine. And it's we've been seeing that we've like kind of are agreeing with each other and we're like kind of teamwork. Like I can't really do a lot of like renovation, like knocking down walls and stuff because I'm pregnant. And so that's not I can't really swing a sledgehammer, although I would totally be doing it if I could, but I'm picking up the slack wherever I can. So it's been fun. I mean, you know, it's like grown up stuff, but it's fun. It's, it's major yeah. adulting. Yeah. And you're getting to do things and like make the house your own together yeah. from the ground up and picking all it the finishes feels, and all the things. It feels a little bit 
like it doesn't feel not bigger than the engagement, but like it kind of it feels really big. Like that, you're, that you bought a house. Yes. Too. I don't know why it be and maybe it's because there wasn't an actual wedding. So like the engagement, it it wasn't that it was it felt huge when it happened, obviously. But like, yeah, this feels like really big. I mean, and we're having a baby and that feels big, too. I'm not saying it does. It's just this is like. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's so it's happening right in front of us and it's tangible. So it's yeah. like, that's why it's different. The baby's not here yet. The wedding will happen when it happens. But like this is happening in real time. Like it was the first offer we put on a house and then all of a sudden walls are getting knocked down. It's like, oh, my God, it's like actually happening. So that maybe that's why. I mean, you feel like you're having your very own HGTV show I in do. real life. I do. I think I'm Joanna Gaines, but I know I'm not. So but maybe why aren't you? You're picking things just like she does. I mean. We'll see when it's all done. We'll see how it looks. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be wonderful. I hope so. And I can't wait to record from there at some point. I know. It'll be fun. Yeah. I can't wait to have drinks from there. I can't wait to have drinks in general. Speaking of, before we get into everything with Tamala, it's time for our nightcap, the red, green, and white flag marg. We're here to talk about how to spot red flags when you need to go and get out of a bad relationship and when to surrender and wave a white flag, which also happens to be the same colors in the flag where our drink hails from. So cheers to The red to Marg. flag Marg. You get it, guys? Woo! She thinks you should question everything presented to you, so we're going to ask her a ton of them. Welcome to the show, Tamala. Hey, ladies. Hey, hey. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us. Thanks for having me. Also, can you tell us the correct pronunciation of your last name? Sure. My full name is Tamala D'Amico. Oh, D'Amico. Okay. See, D'Amico. I like paused. Oh, boy. You, you, you had a dramatic. To you. Jen had a dramatic pause. Tell I me said what D'Amico. <laughs> Some people say that or D'Amico. Okay. Or they say Tamila and like Borat. And I'm like, no. You're or like, they just call me Tamika and like blend both oh the names. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, it's like Tamala and D'Amico all together. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's D'Amico. No. Yeah. Okay, great. D'Amico. It's all phonetic. Perfect. Wonderful. People butcher my last name and it's Leonelli. It's just like phonetically, but they say like Leonly. I'm like, no. Or Leonali or something. Yeah. Yeah. Golden, you can't really mess up. You'd be surprised. People are like, is it golden I-N? I'm like, why would it be golden I-N? Right. It's golden like the freaking not silver. Like golden. Right. It's golden. Like still golden. Anyway, whatever. So most importantly, first things first, single, taken, or it's complicated. I am taken in a relationship. Love a good person in a relationship. Tell us. Tamala and I just discovered that we know, I know her boyfriend, who I give a massive stamp of approval. Not that you need it from me, but he is like the most awesome guy. That's good to hear because you've known him longer than I have. Yeah. But also, you know, I'm on a deeper level than me for sure. But from the past, we were in a class together and I've known him for a couple of years and he's just like always so sweet and nice and caring and he's like an ex-navy seal and he's the biggest human you'll ever see in your life and like the (laughs) sweetest person and he's just so great okay but now we need to know how did you meet such a great person because it's hard to find out here in LA yes it is here's the story that some people know but now it'll be recorded for posterity good I'm gonna drink during this so and it's it's I'll try to give you the bullet points but basically uh not last year the year before so 2000 what is that 18 Mm -hmm. on my birthday I was having a big like eclectic birthday dinner at this Greek restaurant in Hancock Park or Larchmont and a friend of mine who is on dating apps she's like oh I'm gonna put you on a dating app blah blah blah. and I'm like I don't do that because if you have a public profile at all people can search you immediately and I've always just met people you know through business or friends or whatnot and uh 
she's like, come on, just do it once. And I was like, no, no, no. So she put me on there. I d- did not look at it till two months later, later. So like October. So I, I kept getting this thing that was like H, H, H on my, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, hinge? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was like a news source thing because I kept getting these new you notifications. Didn't even know I didn't that even was that. know what it was. I have never, ever in my entire life ever done it before. So I was like, what is this H? And she's like, it's hinge. So I looked and it was like, because oh. it attaches to your Instagram. So I had pictures on there. So she's like, just do it just for fun. Now that you saw what it was, like, just do it. So I was on hinge for five days. Wow. That's it. And you met him there. I went out with seven people for fun and I can write an entire movie. Hold on. That's a big ratio of number of people and days. Okay, but wait. So were you just like being very open? Like who were these seven people? Like people you would actually date? Basically the talent pool was there because for two months, I guess people have been liking my things and trying to connect. So I was like, yeah. So I was just like streaming through. Ironically, my boyfriends kept coming up my current boyfriend and uh and I was like too good to be true like I just kept nah next go go back in the pile but uh it was interesting because I had to learn the culture at first which is like if you've never done dating apps before there's a whole culture how I didn't would you know describe about. the culture it's a okay here's the culture it's a tissue box mentality so you pull up a tissue there's plenty more behind so you never really focus on blowing your nose in this tissue because there's more so it becomes a game it's a sickness um, I, I was on it, like I said, for five days, set up seven dates and I would never do it again. Um, just because I thought the mentality of it was pretty gross. Everything that I, I had anything from like normal, regular people who were just like looking for someone to somebody who's like, I want to be your gimp. Uh, What's that mean? Well, did you ever see Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction, the gimp is like the, the guy with guy, the ball in his mouth. Yeah. It's like S&M. S&M. Like I'd be the dominatrix. Oh my God. Yeah. In your five days you experienced <laughs> Yes. Like, I got so many, so many things. Um, some people who were like relentless, Hey, 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 Hey. And you're just like, what is this about? Like, I've never responded, you know, after you'd like, hi, what's up? And then like, you don't respond again. Cause you're Take like, Take a hint. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like th- those, those are minor things, but here are some of my dates. Okay. okay. Oh, oh my gosh, God. I cannot wait. Yeah. Okay. So the first one guy was attractive. I Google everyone. Like I Googled you guys before I came Good. here. Yeah, because we like, could have been catfished. Yes. I and mean, we could have catfished you. Yeah. Yeah. So I always research everything. So I'm like, well, who's this person connected to? Is it connected to somebody on Facebook? And like, who do they know that I know? Blah, blah, blah. It's just out of safety. And anytime I would meet up with somebody, I would always tell people where it was, whatever. But anyway, smart. so this, Very so this smart. guy, he was super attractive, really tall, but he was like a, a, an avid texter and wanted to know everything but like a cheerful texture so I was like this guy's kind of fun so he like reels you in that way then he gets super serious and he's like what's your Myers-Briggs what that, okay by the way though that is a major thing on the guy side of things though I'm not swiping for girls most guys will have the four letters in their profile and for whatever reason they huh. think that's a uh, like key for romance I'm that like, lets you know that Myers those Briggs. are they are lifers they are dating app lifers. Uh-huh. Those guys. Okay. Okay. If they ask for Myers Briggs. Yes. Okay. Like they've done all the tests and they think like that now they're fed up. They don't want to waste time. So they're like, what are your initials basically? So oh. I'm like, clearly it's kind of like me, me up- with um, astrology. I'm like, what's your sign? Oh, that's not compatible. <laughs> are you like Scorpio? No. Actually, that does work for me. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, we meet up and we meet up this place in the valley 
where there's tabletops at the bar. So we're both tall. So we're kind of like stooling but standing at the same time in a way because they're tall tables. Mm -hmm. And the whole time he's very erect like like this. And he has like sportif athletic wear on. And he's doing this thing with his eyes. And it's too bad that your public cannot see this. But like ask me a question. Uh, how was your day today? It was good. Oh, oh no. He's an <laughs> eyelid razor when he talks. Oh, God. No. But in a scary way. That's like murdery. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of murdery, but then I was like, A, I've never done this before. I have no frame of reference. I think this guy's mad uh, nervous. Okay. After texting so much. Now, he doesn't know what to say to me in person. That's right? fair to assume. So I was yeah. like, I've never done it before. I, you know, I shouldn't just shoot this guy down. I'm trying to be nice and have a kind heart. So then I was trying to break the ice and everything was cool and it was easy. And then I was like, all right, well, I have to go, you know. So I leave and before I get to the car, he's like, oh, I wanted to kiss your lips so badly nope. or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fun. He's like, just kidding. I don't want to scare you off. So I was like, yeah. So he's like, listen, I was super nervous. I would love to take you out again. So I'm like, hmm. He was cute and he was interesting, but um, I don't know, you know. So now... I agree to meet one more time because I'm like, I've never done it before. Yeah, so of now course. out of just curiosity, I'm like, well, what is he going to show me on the second date? So I show up and the guy, I don't know how to put this. Like he was just fat. The first time he was Wait, wearing a Batman oh. muscle thing. Wait, no. what? Yes. Wait, what? Wait, what's a muscle he thing? He was, you know, like the Batman costume that has the yeah. muscles built in. Oh, no. He I've had never a heard thing. of this before. What the, what? Yes. Like a bodysuit. Yes. Okay, so. Like, yes. like with a shirt over pretending that yes. was his body? No. Oh, my God. That's so, like taking things to a new. Oh, new level. So. You're lucky. I thought I've seen some You're shit. lucky you're alive right now. I know. So, so now I'm like, oh, my God, this guy looks totally different. <laughs> And he was, we were going to the movie, Mission Impossible, the new one, and then supposed to have dinner. So I was like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. So we go to Mission Impossible. He falls asleep in 15 minutes and oh. he snores like a Shut. bear the entire did you run time. Away? Why did you so think about like, getting up and leaving? I did, but I just thought like, he'll, I, I was just going along for the experience. Yeah. You know, I yeah. guess at that point, not, I'm saying this now, but at the time I was like, whatever, I'm watching Tom Cruise. This is fine. Right. So he finally wakes up for the credits. And there were not many people in the theater, so it wasn't like he bothered many people, but I was like, this is kind of weird. So I was like, wow, you kind of took a little nap there. And he was like, yeah, so, and like got crazy. So I was like, oh, we're, we're so done here. Like, good to meet you. Bye. Whoa. So I was like, oh, okay. So now I call my friend. I tell her, she's like, oh my God, you have to do more. That's such a crazy story. It is a crazy story. Okay. The next one I'll tell you, you're going to be like, shut up. You're lying. I can't wait. I'm literally like, I. The next guy is like surfer bod, super tan, very fit. Only profile shots. Oh. Only profile shots. Right. So right away, like I said, I have no experience. That's a red flag. Like, why does somebody only have yeah, profile one shots? angle, one angle of a photo? Is yes. I feel the same way about people with sunglasses. I'm like, you're yes. hiding your dateline eyes. Yes. Yeah, like or they're so sociopath. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, he shows up. He's not unattractive, but he's got the goldfish look. Oh, you know, like the very wide set eyes. Uh huh. Oh. Like a like a hammerhead shark. Yeah, and it was like he's not. It wasn't like he was ugly or unattractive. It just was like, oh. You probably want to put a forward photo because it's not typical. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, super nice guy shows up in scrubs. He is a 
It was not. It was his name, John, because that no. would freak me out. Dirty no, John. Dirty John. Oh. No, it's worse. Uh, he is a penis implant salesman. Did he have to wear fucking scrubs? Who to the brought date? the device no. to the date? Why? No. Did he just get off a no. shift? Like no. why? No. Apparently, like he ha- he's the the seller, so he has to be there for the surgeries. But he told me like yes. everyone in Hollywood who uses it and whatever. So that was fascinating. But he showed me how it works, and I was like, it was kind of fascinating. But I was like, yeah, not so much. This guy was super nice and just kept chasing and chasing and chasing. And even showed up at a Starbucks where I was. Uh-uh. How did nope. he know where you were? Because I was like, oh, I'm in the Valley of Starbucks. He's like, so am I. Or is it the one at such and such? And I was like, yeah, how do you know that? And he was right there. Uh-uh. Uh, and it wasn't stalkery. It was kind of coincidence because it was like by his hospital or whatever. But I just was like, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah. It's <gasps> oh. not going to work. Um, third guy. First of all, I don't know what she ticked on Hinge. Like I never went to the depths of it. But like all these dudes had like a black Amex. Oh. What? I know. Well, you can't pick like household income. Maybe it's like um, degree or something. Oh. I don't know. But I'm like, they all, I was like, what the heck did you choose? Because all these dudes are coming in like hot with their card. Like, and I'm they're like to be showing it to you. Yeah. Which, hold on now. Let's just, because there's already some things that I might think might be coming across as red flags. And we know that like, basically you're this triple threat in entertainment and you have like these great instincts. And like, we think that you probably could use these instincts in like the dating world to like find the relationship threats or red flags. So like all these things are coming up and I'm going like, if you're flashing your black Amex, like, could that be like a narcissistic red flag potentially? Like see, the, or maybe it's like insecurity or something. But it's I think like, it's insecurity. I think it's yeah. insecurity. And one dude was like a commercial director who kept mentioning it. Oh boy. Wait, uh, first yeah. of all, speaking of insecurity, I am insecure now that everyone has a black Amex and I don't. Why do they all have a black Amex? I thought that was Mine's hard to get. dark blue. Mine <laughs> is clear. So yeah. also, oh, it's then not my- you're the worst out of all of them. I know. So you have I, a clear my- one. It's not even a color. No, it's actually called the blue card. But like, I used to have that one. Mine blue. has been upgraded to navy blue. Oh, well, you oh, must pay uh, a high I don't month, even know. Uh, yearly fee. I don't think that it's upgraded. I think it's just each th- like company has one now. Like Mastercard has one. They each have different rules. Amex, you have to like basically clear pay it off pay it off yeah every month. yeah but you have to have a certain income per year yeah. you have to pay like i think it's like 400 or something a year yeah something like that but anyway the point is i was just like this is pretty bizarre um third dude was a doctor who is like not a regular doctor but like a fetal neurosurgeon oh wow, wow. that's like, kind of cool he's like super working on baby cool. heads yeah. yeah in womb but like no bedside manner when we were talking about like health things. Oh, I did not like that. And also I pretty much, and this is going to sound so terrible and it's not meant to sound terrible. I pretty much like outed him. I was oh. like, I think that you might kind of like gay friends. And yeah. I was just like, so you could spot now, not only can you spot red flags and narcissists, but you can also spot the gays. Well, it was just a very particular feeling, like okay. an intuitive kind of feeling, because he was telling about his history and who he's been dating and all that stuff. And I was like, uh-huh. I was like, have you ever thought like maybe you're bi or gay or whatever? And he was just like, like. Well, I think that's a really nice way of you putting it, though. That was very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah because also, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah, disarming maybe. Like, yeah. have you thought like, especially in context about yeah relationships yeah. and people he'd met online yeah. and just when people are insecure about coming out and the way they joke a certain way. Yeah. And, you know, just what I've experienced in my own life with friends. Um, and he was just kind of like, uh, and I was like, oh, do you feel like maybe you can't come out because of your family? Like, do you have a very sort of close knit 
whatever. He was Korean. So I was like, I don't know what goes on in your culture. Maybe you're a doctor and everybody's celebrating you and they don't, they want you to have a wife or like, anyway, yeah, he was just like blink, blink, like, oh yeah, I should really think about that. <gasps> what? So I was like, Did you help him. So oh, I was like, I he won't did. ever remember me probably, but he'll remember that moment. You yeah. Know? So I was like, okay. Uh, another, I mean, the list goes on. Well, they were what? all crazy. I'm but sure. basically another dude was like, he catfished me, his profile. He had like the bluest eyes ever where I'm like, I see my children in his eyes, you know, like yeah. the most beautiful eyes. And he was like super tall and like sandy hair. And I was meeting him at a French place and he was like, okay, I'm in the garden. So I'm like texting, like, well, where are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm in the garden. I'll stand. And he stands and it's like not the dude. It was him, but it was like 15 years older, all gray. Oh. Um, the most bitten down, like bitten to the quick nails oh. I have uh. ever seen. And yeah. I just thought like that's an indicative maybe of somebody's like a mental nervous, health. Ha- yeah, nervous yeah. habit or something. Wait, I got to stop you for a sec because like when I describe dates to people, what they usually come back at me with is that I'm being too picky. Or I'm reading too much into things. But I appreciate that you... Lots of liars. Wait, but also, like, you looked at the nails and that's indicative of something. Or, like, the fact that they catfish you. It's like, these things these people are portraying in their profile is a curated thing. And it's their best version of themselves that they think is going to reel somebody in. But then you're presented with them in person and it's, like, a whole other story. Well, I'm looking at this guy like, oh, so we both have to sit here now knowing you're a liar, right? right? Like, you're a liar. But I just was like, okay, let me just figure out. Because I love psychology. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, like, what made you think this was okay to do? So I just said, oh, wow, your pictures are a little bit different. Like, make your hair is different. And he's like, oh, is it? And then I was oh, like, come no, on. no, 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 no. No. And he was like, I don't really do well on first dates. So I'm just telling you that now. People often say that. And like, if you could just give me a second chance. This is what he's saying on the first date. You're like, <gasps> so now well, we're just supposed to sit here and both be miserable? Yeah. Well, also, like, how about you just be honest about who you are and then you won't have a weird first date? Right. That would probably solve that. So idea. he kept coming. And this is somebody because I couldn't find him. I was like, text me. So he had my number. Um, very nice guy. But like, I, I always leave this with anyone I meet. I'm like, listen, I know a lot of people. And if not me, maybe there's somebody in my talent pool for you. So don't don't negate an interaction with somebody because of that. So I love that you're like casting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then, like I said, my boyfriend's profile kept coming up. And finally, I was like oh, uh, who is this person? And I was, I mean, if you check my social media, you see who he is. But I'm just saying his occupation, what, what was listed, I didn't understand what it was. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So, hmm. But then we chatted. And like now if you read our Hinge chat, it's like something from a movie. It couldn't be more Aww. perfect. Like, seriously. And, like, we went back and read it. And I was like, look how adorable this is. It's completely normal. Yeah. After, like, a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. God, that must have been refreshing. Well, I just thought it was too good to be true. Yeah. So here's the, the clincher to the story. We had our first date randomly at the Greek restaurant where my birthday was. And I sat in the same chair. Stop it. I love that. Yeah. That makes me And we just felt happy. like we knew each other. Yeah. So it was, like, that- so random and weird. And I was like... I don't recommend dating apps after this whole experience of dealing with all these different kinds of people. And there was more, but I'll spare you. But uh, I just like the culture of it is so difficult. 
Yeah. And all the it ghosting is. and all the all the bullshit. It's so difficult. And I'm just such a real person. And I like interpersonal connections that it's like when somebody's being fake or dishonest or deceptive in any way, I'm just like, now I, I don't even think of you as a romantic interest. I'm like, what what makes you think it's okay to do it, that? It's like an experiment, yeah. like a social experiment at this point. Yeah, dating apps are not. there. I have a, I have some girlfriends who just won't go on them and because they just don't and they're fine with it they're like i i understand that i am not going to be meeting as many people and i am okay with that yeah it's burning me out i don't like it it makes i don't i'm not having a good experience it's just not for me so i'm on them because of the same reason that you just said that i'm not i can't potentially meet people otherwise because just where i am at every day and like people get married on them like i'm not not, exactly for me i would never go back yeah i know people that have gotten married on them i also tell everyone Please think of who you can set me up with. Like, I'm very open about the fact that I want to meet someone and I'm at that point in my life, which is why I do stay on them just as like another vehicle to meeting people. But I find the same path. It's like I'll go out with somebody and then while I'm there, I'm like, I either have two options. I hit the eject button and I go home or I make the most of it and like get to their psyche because I have to understand for the sake of even our podcast, like I have to find out why people are functioning this way. And I've said this before where like when I'm swiping or when I'm in front of somebody and I'm just like, God, you're atrocious. I feel bad because your mom or your dad, whoever raised you, put you on this earth and they think they did a good job, but they don't see you in this climate. They don't see you sitting across from Or they might know that they didn't do a good job. Who knows? Or maybe. I don't know about their awareness. But either way, like this person's in the world and they think they're equipped. Yeah. And they probably think it's everybody else. Or they think, like, my profile screams romance. Like, no, it actually screams serial killer. But, like, whatever. So, like, the close-ups and the, like, yeah. the, the weird zoomed in or, like, the Or pictures with sarcasm. friends who are girls? Yeah. Like, what, what is that doing? about? Like, yeah. what do you, what's the message you're trying to know. send? What are to me, doing? it's a red flag because he's trying to be like, I'm safe. I'm safe. Or I'm attractive to be around these beautiful people. And I it's think like it's that, mm, that they that's think that, a red flag. They're yeah. showing they're attractive or they're showing they have friends. The worst is when they're showing they're in Vegas or like doing things that look like frat boy. I'm like, I don't want this. I don't know who does. Yeah. Unless somebody's trying to get into a club and you're their avenue to get in. Like it's, maybe change your So you think, settings. okay, so let's just right now, speaking of red flags. Yeah. So like some things that might come up, let's say you're on a dating app because that's like right, right from dating apps you're only looking at surface stuff there's no human interaction yet so like pictures of somebody like you said profile shots only when it's only one angle it's a red flag and like maybe potentially uh pictures with like a lot of girls or something because you think it means like I'm safe trust me but why would you need to be projecting that if you right yeah. I mean it could this it could all be potential red flags like yes. I'm not saying there definitely are but they could be potential like it's just the psychology of that yeah. or like every picture is you with your dog or just the dog <laughs> like you've got like only a certain amount of pictures to post and it's like him and his dad on the golf course him with sunglasses him on a boat with like two friends and then dog 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 and you're like no I, pictures why not why, why not, not you new not pictures. dating your dog right. yeah or and, 10 year old picture oh there's yeah. a lot of those and you can tell because there's other pictures on their profile where you're like this is a definite difference, difference. right yeah um my therapist gave me the best advice ever she said everyone looks like their worst photo in real life so whatever that is whether they look like their dog i don't know because they don't have that many photos yeah. like yes. that's what they're gonna show up looking like Plus, also, if you can do a deep dive in the internet and find out what they really look yes. like, then that's helpful, too. But yes. so 
what do you think about sarcasm? Because you've had experience on the dating apps and like, I think sarcasm in general has a subtext to it, but someone who writes in their profile, let's just say like, oh, my grandparents met on this app or like, uh, don't just say hi, like be original. What do you think about when somebody puts that in their profile? What message are they sending? I think they've been on there a long time and they've perfected their little quote and I, I like sarcasm, but it has its time and place. Like there was one guy that I did not meet who was so like, I'm a little bit of like a sapiosexual. Like I like people who are smart, which is the one thing that got me in trouble with the narcissist I dated. But and um, we are going to dive into um, that and but, I need um, to know. This guy, he was so, it just was like a timing thing. Never we could meet up and like, but he was so funny and sarcastic and book smart and like, had references to things that was like refreshing instead of somebody like, Hey, 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 pretty. Hey, you know, you know, yeah. just like, Oh, the worst is when they write, Hey cutie. I'm like, yeah. immediately on match. I, I mean, the thing about, I don't, haven't been on other dating apps except for like Raya for five seconds, but I got right off on hinge. Like they give you those three questions. And mine was like, what did you want to be when you growed up? When you, when you growed up, when you, when you grew up and mine was mermaid, which is true. I thought it was an occupation when I was a kid and, um, your favorite hobby or whatever, it was game night and people had stuff to like really cool stuff to say to my questions. So it was like, if somebody tagged and liked me to start a conversation off one of my questions, I thought like, Oh, is that a tactic instead of liking a pretty picture or like a cool photo? And sometimes it was and sometimes it wasn't. It's hard to tell. All these things, like especially on dating apps, it's like a grain of salt, right? Because the red flag potential is there and you want to go, okay, does this mean something? If you want to just make a judgment on it, you can. It's like your call. You are being more selective and that is totally fine. If you are more, happen to be more open or have more time or whatever you want to call it and you want to actually see what it's like physic, physically in person and that's a better way for you to tell yeah. and that's what you want to do, then do, but get off the app as fast as you can yeah. and get if, you know, but keep these red flags in mind because when you're with them in person, you want to pay attention to how they pop up in real life. Nobody in person was who they were in text. Not yeah. one. So I then, mean, maybe the humor was there, uh, and my boyfriend was just as sweet. But I mean, like, not as forward. You know, it doesn't was, translate. No, I it guess. doesn't. It's a different medium. You know, yeah. right? And I think there's like back in the old timey times, we would call each other. You know, like oh yeah, and that was like super fun because <gasps> we would have these long conversations, and you could hear like tone in a voice. You could make each other laugh, but you still hid behind the phone. But like. Now you're hiding behind a text, so there's no voice. There's no interpersonal connection outside of wit, and you can Google things, and you can, like, write whatever you want and take the time to craft something. But in person, you are in real time. This is another red flag for the dating app. So I had a couple of producers, like, known producers on Hinge, who were like, hey, text me, like, immediately. Or like, hey, do you want to do a phone call? And I'm like, I really don't want you having my phone number until I know we're actually going to meet up. Like, sorry. You know, and one dude was like, oh, yeah, I just this thing is and the app is kind of sucky with with chat message messaging or whatever. But so I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, here's my my phone number or whatever. And then the text, I was like, this is leading down a path that's g- gross. OK. And it's like you're collecting phone numbers for your ego or something. Mm, you could tell. Yeah. And it's just like I said, the more people are on the app, it becomes a game. And it's like I have a friend who's a celebrity who who's on and she's older. And no matter what she chose, she kept getting like 29 year olds and she could be their grandma. Is she on Raya? 
She was. She That's why. Yeah, because yeah. Raya, for whatever reason, like you can't pick the age. Yeah, I'm like, and or the location. Well, no, like, why are you on in Sweden and 21? We put her on Hinge. <laughs> okay, good. And I said, here's the deal: you can either like cancel them out or have a conversation be like what's up I clearly have stated what I'm looking for how are you still coming in I don't understand and they would just like game her and like well what's, she's like I'm not interested I could be your mom or your grandma and they'd be like oh come on why don't you just give it a chance I'm like it's all about the chase they just want to see if they get the like or if they get yes the opportunity the aspect and like that is what that mentality becomes because even my really good guy friends who like now met their girlfriend on whatever app if somebody at a party has Hinge, like, oh, let me see. And I'm like, what are you doing? You have a girlfriend. And he's like, oh, no, I know. This is just, guys just do this. And I'm like, no, gross. No, no. Yeah. That's, and it's like, like it it's an addictive behavior. It's, yeah. It shouldn't be something people just do. No. And like, I, I'll only give my phone with my apps to people that I know have my best interest sure. in heart. Like, I'm like fatigued and I'm like, you know what? Maybe let me question myself and my abilities right now because I'm jaded by this whole process. Let me hand my phone to Lauren who knows me so well that like she knows what I'm looking for. She knows my type. She will be very thoughtful about the whole thing and like I'll trust her with it. But like I wouldn't just pass it around as like a drinking game and be like, find me love and then I'll like maybe talk to them because I feel like you should match consciously. Yes. And with good intentions. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think women are the same. So I just want to be fair about it because I think girls could be just as bad at the same party where guys are going through somebody else's dating app. The girls are like, let me see it. Oh, no, you should change your quote to this or you should answer this way. And it's a game. It totally it's just is. A, it's it's a, just like different for the sex or gender potentially, yeah. like what happens to appeal to them or what that what. I mean, there are gender roles. I hate to say, like, there just are. I think there are. I mean, I don't even hate to say it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But there's certain things that certain genders or whatever you identify with are kind of, like, attracted to. And in this aspect, I think there are some generalizations. Girls like to, like, try to take care of and help and give advice. And guys are like, it's maybe about a numbers game, potentially. Who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not looking to get into a relationship or, like, really date somebody... Why are you on this app? There are apps for people that just want to hook up or like live your life on Tinder. Like it's already got that reputation. You don't need to like infiltrate the other apps. Or they don't really know what they want. I think a lot of people don't know what they want. But it's it's not even just dating apps because I met my narcissist on social media. Yeah, let's talk (gasps) about the narcissist. Tell us. And how did you know? And how did you know? So tell us how you met and then how you knew. Also, can we describe what a narcissist is? Because I think people throw that word out there where it seems like vanity or it seems like um, somebody's conceited, but it's really so much deeper than that. It's a deep like mental disorder that is like part of borderline personality disorder, part of bipolar, um, part of manic personality. There's a lot of different, there's different types of narcissists. There's a covert narcissist, which how basically a narcissist will a generalization of a narcissist will rope you in really fast and be like you're so amazing oh my god I know it's really soon but I know that I love you already also called love bombing yes so they love bomb you and then they they once they know that they have you they start breaking you down and there's a lot of gaslighting that happens Mm, scary yeah there's a lot of and it's insidious it's not as quick as what I'm saying it is mine was over the process of like two years Oh, yeah. It was very insidious. They, it's almost like, 
a narcissist is like a dark being and they go for people with very light energy because mm-hmm. they want that. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you have an occupation or whatever, they're like, I want that. So if I get this person, somehow I could be a succubus and get it. Sure. Um, so then they start to, um, oh my God, I forgot the second term. Uh, it's love bomb you and then they it's not detract but it's a word like that where they basically break you down uh, and then once they break you down and they discard you then they try to hoover you back mm. and it's a cyclical thing yes so it's like if That's they move from you like to somebody else yeah bond yeah so the only way to get rid of a narcissist is to do something called gray rock which Tell means what you the just, hell is that it you sounds give exciting no, it's just you become a gray rock you give mm. no emotion back so when they're coming out all the stuff that used to trigger you and how they basically were insidious and getting into your like manipulating your brain and gaslighting you you have no reaction to it because now you're aware of it mm. so you're just like mm, that's fine nope and just and then you just completely you give them. them nothing to feed off of, so right. they have no interest. And then you anymore. just block them from your entire life. Okay, so let's go back through like some of these things that you mentioned because I think a lot of people listening can relate. And while we were talking about this, and also while we were like prepping for this episode, I remember I went through a breakup. Well, I mean, it was, we'll call it a breakup. It was like a short four month relationship, but I went through it over the course of the podcast, and I remember explaining very vividly certain things he did where I would say to him like it sounds like you don't actually like me because the way you're he gaslit me we got into a relationship after four months uh, four dates sorry four dates he's like let's be exclusive I'm like okay fine maybe he's just older and knows what he wants then it became shortly after that like telling me what I didn't do right yes do we date the same person (laughs) potentially but then I would say to him if I don't do these things right and you're not happy with these, maybe we shouldn't date. And he'd be like, no, yep. this is this is fine. Like, it's not that thing. It's not a big deal, whatever it is. And, like, would build me up just to bring me back down. I'm like, oh, yeah. this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like you're happy. And, like, I wouldn't get super emotional about the things he was saying to me because I was like, well, I know me already. Like, I've already been through people like you before. Did you keep did making changes? No. Okay. He would make changes okay. minimally to show me, like, no, I'm going to treat you differently or no, I'm going to do this thing and make you more present in my life or whatever, make more time for you. So it was like he was doing it at the same time. He would take like a step forward and a step back. So it was confusing enough to me to give him more of a chance. But at the same time, I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. So I wouldn't like let my heart go into it fully because I was like, something is awry here. And thankfully it only lasted for four and a half months. But I could tell a lot of it was manipulation for his own um, insecurities. He's insecure, yeah. And at the end of it all, I was like, well, I, I, I knew in my heart of hearts that this was not right. But o- I only knew that because I'd been through a much more traumatic two and a half year relationship with somebody who was like much more blatant about his yeah. narcissism and his actions to like keep me there and have his like talons in me. But also do whatever he wanted in his life and like alienate me from everybody so that I needed him. Mm -hmm. And it was a ploy to like just keep Well, that's how you show your love. Exactly. You should want to do everything with me. Right. And it was just like a real mind fuck after all was said and done and now I'm on high alert for it. But I think like you said before we even went on air that like you can now look at somebody and know I know and what is that how do you know it's first of all I mean you probably are now even more intuitive than you were before yeah I'll see a face and be like you're a fucking dateline person I know you're gonna end up on dateline and it's not gonna be with me 
there's something about the eyes and like in a picture there's something about the eyes and the way people uh clench their jaw when they smile this is the sound so these are not like foolproof things i'm saying this is how i have been able to tell and it's something within the jaw and the smile like a tenseness there's or a something. tenseness that and something behind the eyes that i'm like God, that's, that that's person a common, is, yeah, that's yeah, a common thing. Those somebody's hiding something there. I mean, to, that's a common thing to see. Like something's weird with this person's eyes. Like they say that they're the windows to your soul for a reason. So, but right. here's the thing. Like, the only thing I really, okay. So I had this acting coach named Alan Miller who's been like in the business forever, and he was like, "Listen, when you're in a love scene with a partner and you're not attracted to that person, but you've been cast with them, he's like, find one thing to love about them, even if it's their eyelashes. And you direct all of that to those eyelashes that you love. And it works every time. Mm -hmm. So this person was not somebody I normally would date. Like, I wouldn't be attracted to normally. I mean, physically wise. I really liked his brain. I thought he was super funny. Um, he was very witty. So there already was in essence kind of a deficit in a way when things started to go bad because then it's like what am I pulling mm -hmm. on to besides the fact that I like this dude's eyes yeah um so that was super hard and I have a very big heart so you keep bringing everything back to you like well what did I do I hurt his feelings he's super insecure oh I did this but people tell you who they are and this person on our very first date told me who he was so that paid what attention to those things he said God, I hope this dude does not come back into my life after this. But uh, he said something to the effect of, I feel like we're like Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> mm. So after, when this is all said and done, I talked to a therapist. She's like, he told you he right, told then, you and right there, then and there who he was. He was super insecure. A, you were captive. A, yeah, A, I'm a beast. Yes. And B, I'm 100% insecure. 100%. That's the first thing I thought of. Like, you're yeah. better than me. I don't deserve you. That I'm just telling you right now. Oh, that's God, and that's where people start to play crazy, crazy games and, and get twisty. But what did I do? I was like, oh, that is so he, sweet. Because he, he bundled it up in a cute little yes. present with a bow. But you got to dig it. But also, you can't, if someone says that to you, you, again, this is a potential red flag. Like, you could then find out that, you know, maybe they said it, they were being funny or whatever. It wasn't quite well, as deep as you thought. He but was a you funny know, dude. You know now. But here's the other thing. Because when you do, like, hindsight's twenty twenty, you backtrack and you're like, Tamla, they were all there. Yeah. They were all mapped out yeah. like a golf course for yeah. you. And you just kept saying... There's no hole in this bucket, but you know? that's normal. But that's normal, especially for women, because smart, valuable women stick with narcissists because they think they can fix their emotional unavailability. Like, for instance, you felt bad. I felt bad because he felt he was a beast and thought you were on this pedestal. So you're like, well, well a he's also, a fan. B oh no, he's so sweet. He doesn't think great things about himself. So you know what? I can love him for the both of us. And like, also, I'm sure there were some, you were creating a relationship with this person. So you were becoming close with them. There was different bonds that were occurring. So it's not just all like, this person's maybe a narcissist. Why the fuck am I here? Like, I didn't even know yeah. like the, the definite, like it wasn't until I was leaving the relationship that this therapist was like, I want you to look up these 20 things of what makes up a narcissist and check off the boxes. And I checked off all of them. Oh boy. Except for one, which I don't remember what it was. It didn't apply. It was like something weird that didn't apply. But I checked off 19 out of 20. Oh. Every single thing had occurred or happened to me and was there. And I was like, 
people toss that word around and they think they know what it means, but it really is mm-hmm. something clinical. And oh, I mean, I, I'm I'm obviously dancing around the story, but yeah. there was it was the worst I'm experience sure of other. my entire life. So how do you like? Th- okay, so now besides like the narcissistic, um, you know tendencies that we have kind of touched on because it's obviously there's probably more details that you're just you know skating over which is totally fine and there's other different things that you can red flags that you can be aware of what are some other red flags like early relationship red flags that like maybe it doesn't mean they're a narcissist but like I shouldn't be with this person like well talking about their ex too much I mean yeah talking about the ex too much hanging on to the ex person's stuff yeah um what is that about? Like, do you just not like change? Can you not move forward? Yeah. Or are you still tied to this person? Exactly. In some way? Uh, usually that happens when the ex has done something to them that they, you know, men can never get over the person who does them wrong. Uh, in my experience, um, uh, for me personally, like when somebody does me wrong, I'm like the mafia. I'm like, guillotine that done. Yeah. I cut light it out. Switch. I could see you in the mall or wherever. And I'm just like, what's up? Yeah. We had an experience, but I have no, like, I feel nothing. Yeah. Um, I realize most people are not that way. And I think guys, you know, still quote unquote, have the upper hand in ruling our country and whatever, but they are much more vulnerable and more ch- childlike than women are. Women are very strong. I agree to that. Yeah. And and I don't think men could get over. And I have three brothers, and it's like just watching them go through their relationships. And now they're all married and happy and whatever. But like, when somebody would break their heart, like it was, I've never seen a girl be like that. You know. You know what's really interesting about that is that in dating apps now, like I have noticed a trend in men being super sensitive and highly like touchy when it comes to certain things. So like they have an insecurity that is now insurmountable to the fact that they know we have options just like they always did. Yeah. I can swipe left on them. I can be talking to seven guys at one time. It's not just them and their trickery anymore and they're multitasking, but we can be doing the same thing and it's socially acceptable because gender roles and we're not sluts anymore labeled all these terrible things. We're allowed to date because that's what dating is. We're doing the same thing. (laughs) Totally. We're on the same plane. I have gotten so many guys reach out to me and say, how are the dating apps treating you? Or like for yes. right off the bat, it's like a question of my popularity or how I'm managing the system and this ecosystem and where they fall into place within that. I'm like, but that's also hello? insecurity. Yeah, that's then, insecurity. Like, why do I want to spend my date talking to you about my other dates? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, that's what do you weird. want to get out of they're, this conversation? Well, they're asking because they want to know like how what kind of chances they hold. Yeah. What's their ratio? Like, and it kills me every single time. It hasn't actually happened in like maybe we'll go with a couple months but for a while it was a string of them and it's like there is an epidemic and you're yes. also insecure something's got to change either the app has to change or I don't know we have to no, go back I think into it's what like you said. the Oregon Trail or something where you yeah. hunt I think it's exactly what you said a friend of mine called and he was like I was dating this girl and like I went on two dates with her from Hinge and she she came over we had sex and she didn't spend the night she just zipped up and was like okay thanks bye and he's like what do you think that was about and I was like <laughs> I let out this big like evil queen laugh and I was like oh you mean like what men have d- been doing for centuries yeah what are you talking about and he, he's like oh so she just played me like she's a player potentially and I'm like maybe yeah. or maybe she just wants to go home exactly 
Like, I like my bed and I yeah. have a dog. Yeah. Like, no one can, like, I like the temperature set at 67 and I don't want to, like, brush my teeth in front of you. I'm going to go because I live somewhere. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't have to mean all of the deep things, it, or potentially it could, just like the red flags, right? Like, you want to pay attention to them. But there's also a part of you that needs to sort of go through, move through it a little bit before you're. You can make a snap judgment. That is fine. It, just be okay with that. Just be, yes. don't, don't then question yourself a million times. Just make your snap judgment and go with it. Or don't then also blame yourself or make yourself feel bad. If you're like, I don't, I'm not sure. I need to like be with this person a little bit more. Or I want to do experience these things and, and really feel sure. And then you, hindsight's always twenty twenty, like we said. But no matter how long that takes for you, maybe it'll be shorter the next time or whatever. But don't, either way, don't beat yourself up. Either own your snap judgment or either be okay with the fact that you you want to be sure and whatever that means for you to figure out if they're a narcissist or if this is a red flag because chances are there's not a large percentage of the population who's going to go out with a guy and they're going to say I'm a you know, you're a beauty and I'm the beast. And you'd be like, nope, sorry, got to go. And you're going to get up from the table. Not that you would are insinuating yeah. would have done that, but you just can't, that's, you can't. I just think you need to be an investment in, in, investigator. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. So some other red flags that exist that we all should take into consideration when dating or just in our lives in relationships with human beings. So if people in your life don't like the person, yeah, that's yeah. a sure felt like, but here's the thing. It's not a blanket statement because yes. you know there's you always have that friend that hates everyone or you've got that family member that yeah, thinks no one's good enough for you. To yes. to, right. Yeah. Or if it's like across the board and everyone hates somebody, you probably should reconsider. Or some you're dealing with somebody who never takes responsibility for oh, anything. Oh, that's the victim mentality. That's yes. like different than narcissist, but probably under there and it's, it's part of narcissism it's and definitely and don't. for sure. The the um the bad mouthing previous relationships never a good thing. No, Just because like be, it, just di- diplomatic about it or we all have that one that was really awful but then we've got others that weren't so right. maybe if they like you know painted in a different picture where it's like evenly scaled and you can see that they have judgment and it's a fair as- like assessment of the thing it-, it otherwise if it's all bad they're the bad yeah one. yeah right what's the common denominator right hard time apologizing never good that's really bad yeah because yeah. you'll never be able to get to anywhere with that person because it just means they think that they're always right kind yeah. of too right and, like, and then if you can never acknowledge that you did something wrong how can you ever reason with them and every single time you have the same conversation it's like peter and victoria on the bachelor okay oh. she's always running away and he's always like why are you running away it's like because she's a gaslighter. It's this game. She's a um, The Bye. rushing of things is... Yes. The, that's, I had a guy I that rushed it. through things, and it sounds like maybe that was a little bit of a narcissistic quality. But yeah, it's never a good thing because it feels like, why are you forcing this? And then when you say, oh, you know, I just want more time. I Like, I'm not ready to move in with you or whatever after two months. Then they blow up and go crazy. And then you're trying to do everything to calm them down. Like, in my relationship, I was always put in the gaslight chair where I was like being reprimanded. And then the only way to get out of it is to apologize for the things that you didn't do in the first place. Yeah. And if you guys need a little gaslighting, um, a little gaslighting help, watch the old timey time movie. Yes. And it's gaslight. like gaslight. It's all about it. It's like what a fifth, 50s film 40s Either film late or something 40s or yeah, yeah it's like all anyway but yeah it's just obviously a manipulation of the mind but um 
I, I'm also looking at you going like, oh, you just kind of look like an old timey 40s actress. Yeah, like there's a like classic jam. look. <laughs> so I'm like I'm thinking about Gaslight and I'm looking at you. I'm like, God, I feel like you could just like transport us back into it. But yeah, you really, would never gaslight anybody. You would let's never. be clear. But it, but it really like the insidious part of it is what people need to sort of start yeah. to research. Because if you recognize one red flag, you should really like take a breath, read through that list and be like, are these things really happening and being honest with yourself? Because it's very insidious. It's a mind meld. My friends, like I went back to New York and they're like, Tamla, if it can happen to you, it can happen to anyone. That's frightening. Like yeah. that's not you at all. And I'm like, you don't understand. A friend of mine like saved me from this relationship. Okay. So, so you, ha- so you talked about how you got out with, which was the gray rock. That's no, a way but to, but you went to therapy. Whole, no, and- no, no, no. What happened was a friend of mine who's an amazing comedian, he's like, I haven't seen you in two years. You haven't been throwing parties. Have I, I'm not getting because invited. Because he was controlling who he was you controlling saw. controlling everything. Yeah. So, and, and by his standard, no, I'm not. You know, it's like, yeah, you are. All my friends had been alienated. You didn't like any of them, uh, except for my one gay friend and my lawyer. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> the point is, um, um, this friend called it out. I saw him. He's like, I broke my arm and my dad passed away. Like, can we have lunch? Like, where have you been? Because we were super close. He's like an older brother. So I saw him and like this, like every time I tell this, I almost cry because he literally, I feel like saved me. Mm. So we're out in West Hollywood having a, a lunch and he's like, so how's this? And how's that? And he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, God, he's really like being invasive, I felt, you know? And then he's like, listen, uh, what are you doing after this? So I was like, I'm going to go back home. Why? And he's like, oh, I need you to come to my house and help me with something. So I figured his arm was broken. Like, who knows what? So I'll help him lift something up or whatever. And he had a dog. So I was like, yeah, no problem. So we get to his house and he like opens the front door to the foyer. And he was like, this is an extra spare key to my house. You don't know this, but like my friend, this is like 3% of my friend. I don't know who you are right now. And oh. I'm super concerned. So you're going to need these keys at maybe tomorrow, maybe two weeks from now, but it's coming really soon and I'm afraid for you. Whoa. So I want you to take these. I don't care if it's four in the morning. Don't even call you. Just come. Wait and a that's minute. Exactly you, what, what did you say when he said, did you get defensive like naturally or were you like, oh my God, did you have the moment where you were out with the Korean I guy and you like, were like, have you thought about your sexuality? Did you have like an aha <laughs> moment where you're like, oh fuck. No, I just was like, you're being crazy. Just like that. Like we are being so silly. And literally two days later. What happened that made you think so what he was saying? was? I talked to my best friend and because I told her what my other comedian friend had said. And she was like, tell me, you're not telling us stuff. Like, tell me everything. And then she was like, oh, my God, like, girl, get out of there. You know, like, she was like, you got to save yourself. Also, throughout the two years, I was crying all the time. Oh, oh, God, this feels like when I was dating Chris. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening, but mm-hmm. whatever. Get I was crying all <laughs> the time, which I would bring. I'm like, who makes a person that they mm-hmm. love cry like mm-hmm. that? You know, and like, oh, it was awful. But and not my personality. Mm. So just like the breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. And uh, so I talked to her. Then like the eye opener was him and another friend who was older said, I feel like he's going to hurt you. Mm. I was like, he would never do that. So what ended up happening was I was sitting in the gaslight chair and he had done something. And I was like, I think you have anger management issues. Ooh. 
which if you say that to a narcissist. Right, who can't take accountability, obviously couldn't possibly be wrong. It's obviously your fault. He like went into like explosive mode where he was physically shaking. And I was like, oh my God, this person has had some deep pain. So I just went over and touched his his knee and I was like, hey, like that. And he was like, go away. And like pushed, pushed you? Pushed you. And I'm like, thank God to do yoga. You know, I was like, land, stick the landing. <laughs> But then he, like, readied himself and left and, and was like, tell everyone I'm a monster or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, well, how did this become my life? So then for a moment, my old self came back. And mm. I was like, hey, I need he, – that needs to be, like, accounted for. Mm-hmm. Like, you put your hands on me. Mm-hmm. So when you bring that up then – and there was a billion other things that were going on at the time. But I was like, okay, this is – so bad this is done this is not like i saw myself through my friend's eyes mm-hmm. you know because people were honest you had an out-of-body experience I did. you're like almost watching a movie of somebody you would yeah. never stand for you would never let a friend go through that you would never, never. and then you're like wait and i was not being honest I? with people yeah. either mm-hmm. so it's like they, yeah, my dad were- kept saying something's wrong also he had never met my parents or like and that it's a long time to go with not yeah, yeah. People, someone's family my dad was like i know you and something is off. And I was just like, no, everything's fine. You know, like, yeah, whatever. Defensive, yeah. But, um, but it wasn't. And it was, like, so awful. We even went to, like, a couples therapy thing because he insisted that I needed therapy. Of course you did. But here's the thing that happened. And it's, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty, And there's all these things. And, of course, after the relationship was over, friends were like, oh, I stopped talking to you because this was, you know, whatever something that was put off by him and whatnot. But what happened going to the couples therapist, he started yelling at her Mm -hmm. before the session really had even begun. So she, I was like, this is going nowhere. And, but at least you were like, I'm not crazy. See, other people are seeing it. This is all in succession. Yeah. So that was helpful to see probably. But she lasered into me and without words, like female energy, woman to woman, she was watching me the whole time. He was talking at her now at this point, and mm-hmm. she's just looking at me. Like trying to verbally, like un- not verbally. Get she out. was worried. Yeah. So, and this is before the push or whatever, right? So, so um, she, when we were leaving, she's like, well, this is not going to work, so no charge. Like, please <gasps> get out of my office, basically. And uh, as I was leaving, here, give me your arm. She grabbed me like this. Yeah, she's, oh, so wow. she's and looked grabbing at me. Like, like, you know where I, like, energy. you know where I am. Yes. If you need me to call someone, like, all of that. So I was like, I'm just going to use the bathroom before we go. And in the bathroom was a thing on the lady's door that says, if you need help, like, text this number, blah, 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 blah whatever. Because oh. she must experience that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, but even then, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, yeah. she was being whatever. But then I'm like, oh, my God, that woman was sending me a signal because she knew. For sure. For sure. You know? Well, again, like you said, and hindsight she's a therapist, is. therapist. Yeah. She's definitely. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah. While you're in it, you're in denial because of a variety of reasons. And I'm sure our audience can relate that, like, you have already been in a relationship for X amount of time. You want to make it work. Right. You love somebody already. You've already yeah. put in the time and the energy. You give somebody the benefit of the doubt. You, as Some people have a bad day. You take responsibility because you're strong. So you're saying, like, Oh, I brought he in a, you know, sticky situation like therapy, maybe it's heated or an emotional time. Like you can come up with a zillion excuses for somebody you love because you love them. Mm -hmm. Love is so powerful and it could go either way. What I want to say is that in listening to your story, the craziest part about it is like we did all this research about like signals and things. Yeah. It's so textbook. 
And what's mm. so sick yes. is that you, it, this is not a learned behavior because let's just say you're a kid and you're looking at your parents. You don't, you can't label that narcissism. No. You don't know you're a kid. You don't know until later in life when dealing with somebody else that you're looking back and being like, oh, maybe my parent was a narcissist because now I'm looking at it through the lens of my significant other. But they're in movies they don't call it out and say like narcissist you know like spotted a narcissist so how do people have the same traits how do they clench in so deeply how do they have the same thing that is so textbook where they love bomb and they've all these things and it's proof that it's it's psychotic and it's innate it is psychotic and for a lot of them i think like it's individualistic because you are different from me. So they're going to see something in you. And also I will say this person could very well have gone on and had a successful relationship with someone else. Yes. uh, And not had that experience at all because maybe they were a match in a different way, but there was something in me that he, but I mean, from what his friends told me, that's the other thing, his friends after the fact all came to me and they're like, we were trying to warn you. Oh my God. The same thing happened to me. For the most part, it sounds like this guy is a narcissist and this is just his behavior and that's his pattern. But yeah, maybe there would have been a relationship with a different girl and it would have maybe manifested differently or not as strong or even stronger but for you I mean it sounds like it was pretty strong so obviously you made a good choice but now you have all this knowledge and and you know foresight and oh I think like coming out of that then dating random other people and then getting on that dating app I was able to like plunk off right away just off of just verbal things and it's hard to pinpoint that's the sucky part Mm -hmm. because there's like I mean if you go through the list those are very those are clarifiers for sure but the way somebody interacts with me is different than the way they interact with you. And they're going to say something to me that's going to be off for me and maybe not be off for you. Right. Totally. You know? Also, I mean, I think if you have spidey sense for certain things at this point, like if somebody else might, I, I keep going back to this. Somebody else might say you're picky. Like mm-hmm. I said, this guy called me by my whole name and he made plans in a certain way that was like kind of to me felt very controlling only to find out later. He told me that he had control issues. And I was like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. And other friends were like, no, who cares if he wants you to go to Culver City at this time without asking if that's okay and something you're interested in. I'm like, I have in my heart of hearts, I know something about this guy is off. Is off. And the fact of the matter is, is I think the moral of the story is you need to trust your judgment because if you knew date one where somebody's called himself the beast and you're like, well, that's kind of weird, but whatever. Or we know these things about these people. Mm -hmm. I knew the things about the person I dated, two of them that I was like, "Mm, that's a little weird, but one I let go a lot longer and then the other one ended shorter. But if you feel spidey sense about something and you know, it's like not because they wear shorts or sandals or something superficial and it's more of like a your gut's never wrong right like that's not called being picky that's called being aware of how you feel around somebody else's energy and I think that is to be said like you should take note of that because you might see it in their profile you might meet see them on their first date or you might have a phone call with them and pick it up either way you need to trust your senses and maybe our senses are starting to get stronger because of these apps yeah. that we're starting to be hyper specific about the things we're looking at because we're presented a picture and that's all we have to look at. Yeah. Be careful well, you know, too, ladies, that you don't, I'm just thinking out loud right now, that you don't think to yourself, ooh, this thing is a problem and then go into the date waiting for them to right. say something and then you're like, ha ha, gotcha. I'm right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's also like a fucking comment. 
Like you don't want to be right. You want to be happy. You want to yes. be happy. So let your ego go a little bit. And like, if it's a big deal breaker for you, then fuck yeah, goodbye. But like, if it's something that you want to explore a little bit, don't make yourself feel bad about it. Well, also like now I, 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 I always question anyway, but now I really vocalize. So if somebody does something a bit off, I'm like, why, why did you do that? That's such a great way in the moment. It's a good, like call someone out on it. And it doesn't mean you're a bitch or you're being any of these negative words you want to attach to it. You can be, you can say things gracefully like you did with the Korean guy that you thought, like figure out a way to say things that aren't going to put someone off and and you can be a little bit more disarming, but calling somebody out in the moment is a great way to address it and get a really solid answer instead of guessing and waiting and like trying to dissect everything they're doing. Also look people up before you go out on a date. People who are like, Oh, I don't even know his last name. I'm like, why not? Internet. Why not? Why don't you know? Or just like, ask. Say, hey, you know, this is a weird environment we're meeting in, and I would love to know a little bit more about you. Like, would you mind if I have your whole name? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to just feel it's a little weird, bit safer. If not. And also, like, tell people where you're yes, going. Yes, that's so important. What time the date is, where you're actually. And if you move locations, text. And it seems like, oh, I'm just having a good time. And especially if you're drinking. Also, another red flag. If somebody gets drunk on your date. Yeah. And you're not into that. Uh, yeah. Move on. For sure. We agree. (sighs) So many interesting and helpful tips. Like we said, we feel like you're the triple threat in your industry and like you're good at spotting threats. So it's like all of this. But even I was fooled. It's okay because vulnerable. fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. And you won't be fooled again because now you have all of these skills that you didn't have before in spotting these things. Yeah. And so helpful. And if you want to look up the narcissistic things that you checked off your list, what did you do? You just Googled it. Oh my God. Now everybody talks about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just look up traits of a narcissist. And then just see if you can check it off because that is freaking crazy. But don't wait. Don't Don't wait. wait If you have spidey sense at all. Just look into it. And then if you're wrong, you're wrong. Then you're just like, oh, shoot, I'm being over whatever. I think like as women, typically we tend to ignore, you know, when you see a snake and you get that buzz in your sternum. Yeah. That thing. We get that in relationships with people and you just tuck it away. Yeah. You're like, oh, I was just nervous or that. No, that is your physical base mammal saying to you danger. That is a really good way to describe it as like a, a buzzing in your sternum. Yes. In your chest. I like that. And if people are, while people are on the internet looking up like narcissistic tendencies <laughs> that they can cross off their list or hopefully not, because please, I mean, we've all, there are, there are a lot of narcissists in LA, by the way, the industry kind of like draws these types in. So if you happen to be in LA or a city where there's like a industry that's a little bit sort of Hollywood-ish. It's Wait, I be- want to say one more thing about narcissists since you were talking about LA and that there's a lot of them there. They come off very charming. Yes. So same as a serial killer. They come <laughs> off very charming. They also then potentially don't have other very close friends in their lives or they distance themselves once they get into like they lock you into their yeah. like graces. They, they, I don't know, they couple off very quickly like we said. But they're charming. So it's not like the you're meeting somebody who's a robot. The guy I dated before my fiance husband now is, I mean, it's ticking off some boxes. I want to go back and like, look, I mean, there was definitely something wrong there. I remember how fast that all happened. And like, 
I felt weird for you. And when I called Jen hysterically crying from the Bay Area where he lived about how he was treating me and I couldn't even breathe or talk because I was so freaked out. It was bizarre. I'll never forget it. I even said to her, I was like, this is not okay. You never do this. Do I come get you? What? How do we get you out of there? My best friend was with me. She was like, call me every five minutes if you have to. Right. Yeah. It's bizarre behavior. But I am going to look up that list on the intranets because I am dying to know now. And while people are looking up that list, not that it's the same thing, but what, what, how can they find you? Where can they find all your things? Also, what do you have coming up that you want people to see? Or Sure. Um, well, first I have a film that's out and touring the world right now. We opened in Cannes and uh, it's called One Little Finger. I okay. play a new neurosurgeon who is kind of like an eat, pray, love type movie where I go to India uh, to bring music therapy to a, a cerebral palsy institute. And the film stars over 80 disabled actors. And, and I like love that you did that. That's so awesome that you guys rewarding. did that. Yeah. Um, but the ironic part, <laughs> tying it all in, my boyfriend in the movie was a narcissist. And I was going through that in real life the same time we were. Oh, wow. my God. Art, Art imitates life. life. And we imitate each yeah. other. Okay, so you can find that if you just YouTube it? No, it's not. Basically, oh. it's it'll be released this year. Okay. We're, we're waiting to have our India premiere. But, you know, coronavirus and... Yeah. All the things. Yeah. But it premiered in Cannes in August. Right? Of no, last year? In, of last year. Yes. In April. Yes. And then it's gone through. We were on the Oscar ballot this year, which was pretty oh cool. Oh, my God. That's your wild. name on the Oscar ballot. But yeah. Brad Pitt that's was cool. amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. And then remind everyone where they can find you so they can keep up sure. with social media yeah. and all the things. It's just my name minus the apostrophe. So it's t- uh, everything is at Tamela D'Amico. T-A-M-E-L-A-D-A-M-I-C-O. Great. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank Such you great guys. info. And don't forget to tune in next week, you guys, for an all new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guest, author and creator of the Pivot Process, Lori Jean Glass. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And it's complicated wherever you get your podcast. Rate, comment, tell a friend, our friends. We love you very much for we that. We do. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. And we'll be back next week. Love, love you a long time. time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 